0: Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Backcourt Boys. We are gearing up for the NBA season. The preseason just got started, and even bigger, eclipsing the NBA preseason was a pretty big game last night between the consensus 2023 first overall pick, Victor Wembanyama, versus the consensus number two pick, Scoot Henderson. Both had fantastic games. Victor had 37. Scoot, I think, had 28, 5, and 9. So, boys, I know, Ethan, you watched like every single second of it. I kind of sparingly watched it and then kind of watched it the following morning. Ethan, what do you think of these two players?
1: Yeah. I mean, I watched, I tried to watch a good amount of it. It, it went pretty late, but seeing highlights today, I mean, Vicks, the, the hype is warranted. He is the most talented prospect since LeBron. He might even be more talented than LeBron as a prospect. I mean, Seven two, seven three, I think. And he he went seven for eleven from three, which is incredible. He's obviously not gonna do that every single game or else somebody would trade 10 1st round picks for him. But it looks phenomenal. I mean Scoot Henderson looked really good too. I the the hype is warranted. If you have a first if you have a top two pick next year, you're getting a franchise play.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I can definitely see that LeBron. Like he has, he has more God given just height length. Like you just, that is as great as LeBron was. He was only six, eight, eight, had a fantastic build that fantastic athleticism, but seven foot four to be able to move like that. His defensive instincts down below is what really shocks me. His length. He just, he blocks like everything. Like, like, warm- he like he'll fall for a pump fake, then he'll come back down and still just, yeah, just swat uh, it out of the game.
1: His recovery is very good. My only, if I had to critique one thing about his game, is he is so tall that he feels the need, and it's war, like he, he it's justified because he blocks a lot. He go he tries to block everything. Like it's it's kind of that height where like he's just like standing in the lane sometimes, just like swatting like up in the air. Yeah, I kind of like I don't know. I'm a little I don't love that. But I, obviously, with development, a year of development, and you know, training, he's going to be more, you know, fundamental and stay down and just hold his hands up, and nobody's going to be able to shoot it over him, really.
0: Yeah, I think that's definitely fair. But I, I I'd kind of more attribute to that that probably the French league that he plays in probably doesn't have a ton of guys like over even six ten, so he's just able to get yeah. away with it. Hopefully, with better coaching, he'll definitely improve on that. Ben, what did you think?
2: Yeah, going to that point, I just think just how gifted he is with his height, he's just gotten away with that, and he hasn't needed to have any more structural defense. Um, But, yeah, I was, like, I was, like, bombing our group chat. Like, whoa, like, every single shot he made, and I was, like, I eventually had to text, like, okay, I got to shut up now, just watch it in the morning. Um, But while I was watching it live, I was, like, flabbergasted at the way he was, like, relocating in transition into catch-and-shoot threes, um, his, his ability to catch square and balance in transition. He had a little, a little like mid-range jab series shot um, that I thought was impressive. And yeah, I, I, was, I was just impressed with the shooting stroke. When I watched some of his European highlights, I don't know if it was just the like condensed core and nature of the, of the game over there, but he seemed like way slower and less a bit less mobile than what I saw in this G League game. And maybe it's just this the the you know the way the U.S. game is played, but yeah, he looked very fluid, very able to get around the court fast. You know, not get out of position too much. And yeah, it was it was a it was a sight. That's for sure. He's a freak.
1: Oh yeah, I alluded to it. He shot seven for eleven. Even if he shoots thirty f like four thirty five percent from three, a guy at seven three, he's going to shoot around like seventy percent. You would think in like paint. Just based on lobs, he uh, they threw a lob to him in the first like five minutes of the game. It looked like me on like a mini hoop. He <laughs> just took it out of the air and just it didn't look real. Actually.
0: Yeah, the one the one handed one, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. He just threw it. I mean, there there's a the clip going viral, the picture going viral of him putting his hand on the ball mm-hmm. of Scoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and don't get me wrong, Scoot got you know Scoot got him a couple times, which I was really happy to see. It was very promising. You know, he got him on that reverse, got him a couple other times in the lane. But you know, Vic was reminded, hey, listen, he had a sick quote that came out a, a little bit before. He was like, um, if I wasn't born, then you would go number one. Like that's just baller. and yeah. I'm. It's really cool to see two like unbelievable prospects because you know Scoot seems to have that dog in him and. and the competition was brought out last night. Like, it wasn't a, a BS exhibition game. Like, even though the, the French team, you know, Tremont Waters is, like, their third best player, it was still a pretty competitive crazy, yeah. game.
0: But <laughs> I saw Tremont Waters out there. on so he's proud a former, like,
1: uh, He's a former main Red Claw for the Celtics. Yeah, really he was on the Celtics league. for
2: like a while. Yeah, yeah I, I, I was trying to explain not, to my friends who good. I was watching him with down here that don't watch, you know, that much in-depth of basketball. And I was like, oh, I'm turning it on. You know, we got these crazy prospects. I'm trying to break it down. And I'm like, honestly, I haven't looked too deep into the team that Vic was playing on. But I was like, I know that's uh Traymond Waters. I don't know why he's on that squad. But, you know, I... I I get the G League team, the Ignite, but I don't know what who filled the death squad that he was playing on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One, one other thing with Vic that, like, I don't think it's very concerning, but in the game, he somehow only had like four rebounds. I don't know if, like, I looked at his basketball reference, he averaged nine, four, five rebounds in two blocks. But, like, that's going to be interesting to see if he's a good rebounder at the next level because we see guys like Zion Williamson, one of the most bouncy, athletic guys only averages like six or seven rebounds a game. So just to see if he gets the physicality and kind of like the want on the offensive and defensive glass is going to be really interesting and maybe a concern.
1: Yeah, that's a valid point. Before we hop into Skew, just because I want to talk about him for, you know, however many minutes, I'm not going to answer this because, you know, my answer, where would you guys want to see Vic go next year? Like put all you know buys aside or picks aside. Yeah. If you had to yeah. take like, one like young rising team for him to go to, where would it be?
0: Yeah, I mean, just in terms of his development, I'd go the San Antonio Spurs. I don't, I don't think they have the best core around him, but in terms of him reaching his max potential, yeah. that's probably the best fit. I point. mean,
2: yeah, the the two worst teams are probably gonna be Utah and San Antonio. I think Houston's got enough talent to maybe scrape a couple more wins. I don't know what your Oklahoma City Thunder are going to be doing, Ethan, because they are clearly want to start progressing out of this losing trend, but they already drafted their kind of like long yeah. lead center, so I don't really know what they're going to want to do with that. But I would probably have to agree with you, Mike. If anything, if the Rockets still suck again, which obviously will probably happen, or at least be in the bottom tier, if there's somehow uh, a four and five tandem of uh, why am I Jabari looking? and him, Jabari, yeah, Jabari Smith. Both can stress the ball. That's a, good, that's a great though. they They're both near seven, or one's seven-four, one's seven-foot. They both can shoot the three. I mean, that's going to be dangerous.
1: Jabari's, like, very underrated at defense, too. So. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a good fit. And, yeah, I, I don't know what my son they're going to do, but.
2: Yeah, so I, I had one kind of, one, one of my final comments here with Vic. Well, actually, to answer your question about the rebounding, Mike, I think it's all about, like, use on the transition game i think they like zion contesting shots and then immediately turning into like a full sprint down the court for lobs and just kind of stretching that defense to maybe have collapse on shooters and all that kind of stuff so i think they want zion to kind of block out quick and then just fly down the court but i think from what we saw from when kind of transition pull-up game i think if he stays around the rim and then he's the trail big he can have that kickback and be a shooter in transition, in more of a slow transition game instead of sprinting up the court. So that's my one point regarding that. And then also, I had a final comment on Vic that I thought Jalen Rose summarized really well about how special he was. I was watching him talk about it today. And usually when you see a guy score 37 points at that young, at that you know type of exhibition game where everyone's watching him, he's probably not making like seven or eight threes at that high of a clip, at that size, even if he's scoring 37. And then if he is scoring or shooting and making seven to eight threes, he's probably not a very good defender or blocking any shots like that. Yet he still had like five or six blocks. I so blocked. I think the, the whole package of scoring inside, outside, three-point defense, it, he's just showing it
1: all. Yeah, he's a complete package. That's why I think the hype is warranted and even might be too, like, too small. We never seen a player like him. So, a quick fun fact: the there was a tweet sur- surfacing. The last, the only player ever besides him to have seven threes and five blocks in a game. Danny Green.
0: Danny Green. Danny Green.
1: Danny freaking Green did it last year. That is just <laughs> Vic Web and Yana and him being mentioned in the same sentence is something I never thought would happen. But so let, let's move on to Scoot real quick. Scoot, uh, Scoop, I knew he was, you know, that explosive guard. He reminds me, I don't want to be biased. He reminds me of, like, Young Ruff. Just put his head down and just attack. But he even looks to have, like, a better jump shot. Yeah. I, from what I've heard, I think he shot the ball. Like, he's not a great shooter. It looked like he shot the ball a lot better last night. His jump shot looked pretty pure at points. But he's just, like, put his head down, can get to the rim. And just an t- OP attack, and that's where he's going to get a majority of his points. And that in the fast break when he had, like, that unreal tomahawk, I was like, yeah, I mean, that lettuce off the charts.
0: Yeah, yeah, for me, based on what I saw a little bit in the highlight tape, his ability to kind of, like, stop on a dime and get to his pull-up is really impressive. It'll be interesting to see once he gets to the next level. I think he's only, what, 6'1 or 6'2? two.
1: He's small.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I didn't know too much about him. I thought really some highlights. Small. I thought he was like six three or six four. So was like it's not a problem. But like he does that freak athleticism. But at six one, it's gonna be tough to to get over elite defenders in the NBA. So that's my one concern. But I think I think he's at least twenty two points per game on pretty efficient shooting and playmaking, like floor based on what I yeah. saw.
2: Yeah, no, I I could agree with that. I also I'm just gonna point to John Morant and obviously what he's doing i'm once again i don't want to compare any young prospects to young studs because who knows but obviously if i'm gonna have to make a comparison athletically at that size you know i think there's somewhat of a possibility it's obviously gonna be harder but uh yeah overall yeah we've already talked about his scoring but i really loved his uh like activity on defense um he obviously was playing with a passion knowing that he's going in there as the presumed number two pick. And I think through some interviews that I watched with Kevin O'Connor, he you know, he's playing with a chip on his shoulder as he should. So I appreciate that. And also he showed very nice passes. He has some look away bounce passes uh, in transition. So he's got the whole package for a point guard.
1: This draft year, like reminds me, the, it reminds me a lot of Zion Ja, that draft. Cause he got the freak, like never, never before seen prospect that one. You got the Uber athletic guard at two. That's, you know, kinda got that chip on his shoulder. People don't think he deserves to even be mentioned at one. And then you got some, you know, other talent sprinkled in. You got Nick Smith going to Arkansas. Thompson twins are playing, I think, for overtime elite. O-T-E,
0: yeah, OT. Yeah,
1: that's that's ludicrous. Not sure why they're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, you still got the kids going to college, Derek Whitehead, Derek Lively, so it reminds me a lot of that twenty nineteen class. And boy, is that class pretty darn special, so hopefully uh these guys can live up to it but do we want to hop into actual preseason now yeah sure all right Ben, i'll let you kick us off talk about the lakers because I-, I mentioned something in our group chat the other night bless you i mentioned something their roster's not good so i'll let you take i'll let you uh start this off
2: yeah i mean uh in our coming podcast hopefully in person before the season we're gonna reveal our our futures, our future bets, our predictions for standing. So we can kind of get more into that where I think the Lakers will land. But regarding the roster and how they looked in that preseason game, um, and they're going to be playing tonight again. I'll tune in a little bit. Um, but it it wasn't pretty. I think right as the game started, they came off hot regarding like Westbrook was playing well. Once again, am I extremely excited about their roster construction? No. But basically all I'm trying to do is have Kendrick Nunn play well. Shoot the three well. And then trade Russ at the trade deadline. We have our point guard in Kendrick Nunn or LeBron, basically. And then we get a shooter on the wing. And then I don't know, whatever else they want to do, maybe Miles Turner. But I I, I I'm praying on Nunn to be to be a big time player. And that's kind of sad, isn't it?
1: Mike.
0: Yeah. I, I told I texted them. What did I say? Bottom seven or Oster. I said it might be worse than the Kings. It, it's really – they, they they need to do, like, we were talking about the Pacers offer and stuff. They need to do whatever they can to get Russ off the books. Even if it's not – and I don't even think Russ is good at all. But even if it's, like, three players – two you can get two players slightly less than Russ. Like, two, like, decent starters. Because they're, they're starting what, like, Thomas Bryant. Like, Austin Reeves is getting serious minutes. Austin like, Reeves it is starting is, tonight. Yeah, it is – it is – one of it's literally just a two man show, and spoiler alert for our predictions, I'm I'm probably not picking them to make the playoffs. Bold take.
1: Yeah, I mean, Land after battle. what happened last after what happened last year, I I can't. I know Dan texted today. He spent that those odds. If if that's not excluding playing, yeah, I might drop everything I own on that. <laughs> but I texted it. I love Russ, and this isn't even Russ's like. Obviously, you know, it's a majority. He hasn't lived up to the standard of a guy that's getting paid $47 million. So he's kind of that odd man out. You already have your two max players. The fact that they're not willing to trade those two firsts and Ross to get two very good starting lineup pieces, I think, in Miles Turner, you know, Buddy Healdon, and maybe even get like another rotation piece, I guess. Get maybe a second back in the future just so you have some capital. They need to be in win now mode. They have LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis by himself, we've seen what he is. It's not good. Uh, Newsflash: by himself, he he's not a guy that can lead a team. He needs somebody like LeBron that can carry the load. And then AD just goes for his, you know 28, 12, and three. But the lineup that I saw them run out in the the bench. I mean, I was watching Pat Bez, Max Christie. Wattascano Anderson, Wenyan Gabriel, and and (laughs) Thomas Bryant. I mean, when they play like a team, like when they play the Clippers, their bench might get outscored by like seventy. Yeah, like like, those guys. Clippers bench can outscore
2: the Lakers starters.
1: Yeah, like that was a a, that was a little bit of an over exaggeration, but like their bench players shouldn't even really be on like an. NBA roster or like playing meaningful minutes yeah like Juan Toscano Anderson is a good like 11th 12th man he he shouldn't be like your backup three and that's no slight to Juan Toscano seems like a good dude first uh, I think Mexican player in the NBA but like he's probably gonna the... this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah shout out Juan. But,
0: you do like the KD call you out. <laughs> what is it? Average, start, like, mediocre start, people talking start,
1: about. Start screaming, trying to pass out. But um, no, like Papaz, he's a gimmick. I, you know where I stand on Papaz. That that trade through Jack Blank for the for this team, he's not good. So,
2: well, the only positive uh, was that the Horton Tucker trade, or. I don't even know what that was. That
1: was, was. the talking Tucker trade, yeah.
2: Yeah, well, that's yeah, a positive. Yeah. That was a positive because he's the worst player in the NBA. That's confirmed.
0: Yeah, he's like fat now. The thing I will say is, like, with, with this depth is you used to see LeBron be able to get his, like, old pals that could actually, like, contribute, like, on teams. Like, he would just fill the roster with, like, yeah. thir- like th- people in their mid-30s that could still play, but, like, took the vet minimum. And last year there was Melo, but, like, he just hasn't been able to do this now. So they're just trying to find bargainship pieces like a, a Wenyon Gabriel and it's just probably not gonna pan out. Yeah, yeah. I I
2: think overall, like obviously, you know, their the bench is terrible, but overall, like I think you gotta trust LeBron. Obviously, you gotta surround LeBron with shooting, that's the major issue. There's no shooting, but on top of shooting, there's not even like defensive players. And like all the Lakers reporters that I nothing, followed, they don't
1: have anything. <laughs> they,
2: they literally don't have anything. There's no, there's no, no Id- yeah. there's no identity. There's no
1: structure. Yeah. yeah. And
2: and, and all the Lakers, all the Lakers reporters that I follow, that like you know, give practice updates. They 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 report, you know, who's playing good, who's not. And it's always like, oh, this guy showed good, like, you know, intensity and effort. And like, Darvin Ham wants that, you know, defensive tough guy. It's like, oh, so he's like supposed to be like. Playing good defensive practice because he's showing effort. Like that's the bare minimum. Like none of them are good. Not offense, defense, nothing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, it's going to be a rough season, I think, for them. If AD or LeBron goes down, it's like just splash season all over again.
0: Yeah. I mean, Even AD if if they got if will. they got
1: Buddy or or and if they got Buddy and Miles, they'd at least have like a puncher's chance, I think.
0: Yeah, they could they if, could go if they, they lost could, one of them. They, they could go four hundred, five hundred for yeah. an eight game stretch, yeah, ten game. was stretch. the
1: roster they have right now. So okay, let's go. I hy- don't know why they're not doing that trade.
2: So let's go hypotheticals then, because you just said a good point where if LeBron or AD go down, obviously, obviously the entire season is a, is a wash. I I think they're immediately trading Westbrook, but in that instance, say AD goes down with a serious injury, or LeBron, or LeBron, honestly. Are they tra- – is there a realistic scenario that one of those guys or both of those guys get traded and they just say, fuck it?
1: Are you talking about LeBron and AD? Yep. Well, I, I think LeBron has a no trade clause. Am I tripping? He I might, don't. maybe. It, it just like LeBron. It,
0: it would have to be like the first month. Like AD you would have to like tear his ACL. In the first, like, yeah, like
1: LeBron seems to be all in on LA. Yeah. But I
0: feel like
2: it's already going to be like scraping and clawing for any sort of position for a puncher's chance. For a puncher's, puncher's chance. Well, wow, I can't say that. And if something goes down where that's not even going to be possible, you're telling me that LeBron's going to do a whole nother maybe he's motivated by the scoring title and just wants to score 30 again. I don't even know if he's going to be able to do that because that what he did last year was. Crazy.
1: It'll probably be that.
2: But like, is how long can he stay motivated like that for? Like, I think he still cares about getting I... that that fifth ring. <laughs> he he doesn't want to be tied with Curry. He wants to. He wants to at least tie Duncan and Duncan and Kobe. I think he wants another ring. And I think one more complete wash of a season is gonna really start pushing him.
1: He's not getting a ring though this year.
2: I know that, but I'm saying he'll, he'll I, trick Yeah, I, I, I really think. Brands.
1: Yeah, like, I really think I – I think the writing's in the stars. He's just waiting for Bronny, but, or even Bryce Maximus. Even – I really think it would have been so good if he just went back to Cleveland. Like, And maybe he will in the future. It probably can't happen now because, you know, Mitchell, it's Garland, so and Mobley are going to be on, like, absurd contracts. But when he's, like, like – it's crazy to say, but if he's still playing, like, elite ball at 40 – you know, maybe he goes somewhere, takes like a a pay cut, and just tries to get one more like ring where he contributes, but isn't like the main guy. He, he's not gonna. I don't. He's just not gonna win another ring where he's like the guy. Yeah, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, and I, yeah. and I, and I think if that injury happens, they're the Lakers are gonna say screw it. You know, they might. Gonna, they very well could. Yeah, and I, and I think they're gonna. They gotta do whatever. They're gonna stock up on assets and.
1: Yeah, they got to do whatever they can to to have at least some future. They don't have any future right now.
0: They don't have any any. Yeah, bet but I I just couldn't see him like from a brand perspective, just pulling the shoot mid season and like demanding yeah. a trade like know, that. I- that that would just confirm all the rumors of the GM like takes the easy way out. I could definitely see him in the off season somehow getting out, wanting out, but mid season – 12 and 27 and it starts leaking that like lebron wants out that will just be a pr nightmare yeah i don't think i don't think he'll do
2: that i'm not saying that but i just think if something tragic happens they'll finish the season and the lakers will really reconsider their their next couple of years here um but yeah and I'm, I'm i'm coming from the guy that was saying you know a couple of weeks ago here a couple of months ago or less than that yeah. You know, that, that that LeBron wants to be in LA. And I, and once again, I started this whole thing with a what if scenario. I don't really think he wants to leave, but I'm saying, per a tragic, you know, throw this comp- season away injury with AD, how many more times is LeBron going to deal with that? And I think he still wants to be in LA yeah, currently. A, uh, but
1: we got an open spot if he likes uh, outside Oklahoma City.
0: I don't know about that. <laughs> He's got like, a lot of not media mogul moves
1: in nah. OKC.
0: Memphis
2: but, Memphis should throw a three three pick trade package for yeah,
1: that'd be that'd be a cool there's a lot of I mean anywhere LeBron goes, it's a good fit. It's it's cool to see, you know what teams could make a move where they're automatically contending right away. Yeah. I would love to like see Mem- the
0: Knicks go like all in and then just like nah. still be like a playing team. Like trivia no RJ and all that. <laughs>
1: I was watching some of their game last night. They they have no talk about a team that has like no real identity. I feel the Knicks I, I think are just like no man's land. Yeah, because they're not going to be bad enough to tank for like Vic or Scoot, but they're going to be good enough to I guess get like a like a ninth seed maybe. Just, I don't know what they're doing.
0: Yeah, that that's why I like not to be about my Hornets, Blake. Not that I'm happy that the Miles uh, bridge. stuff right, happened, all right. but all No, right. but I'm just saying, like, like we're going to suck this year. And, yeah, yeah cut this out. And, right. uh, yeah, get him off. i going to phrase
1: that a lot differently.
0: Horrible person. And now we actually have, like, a goal of kind of sucking and maybe getting Wemanyama or Scoot Henderson. I
2: mean, I think that's your only chance of keeping LaMelo happy because right now, I mean, I I think Lamelo's yeah, yeah. the type of guy where he's going to want the Supermax.
0: He's gonna take. I think he's gonna sign, but once he signs
2: any season, he can just say I want out. But and how many and how many years is that gonna be now? So that we he just completed his second
0: entering his third year. So he's two more years on his rookie contract. He signed the Supermax. So it's three years at
2: least. If he if he forces a trade after one year, it's three years. He'll be in Charlotte. Yeah, yeah.
0: He he probably wouldn't want out until after the first super. So yeah, as long as we get a top another top five pick, and we get Wembenyama, I'd
1: imagine. He'd stay. Oh, like yeah. How it's, it's oh like yeah. Stupid. He'd stay go. for at least a year to see like what what they could yeah, do. Yeah,
2: Charlotte might be a Charlotte might be a bigger landing spot than L. A. at this point if they get Vic. Yeah, LeBron can pay, pay can
1: play for Jordan. Woo! <laughs> Never. It sure would be nice. <laughs>
0: yeah, that would
1: have happened. Uh, just quick shout out, Josh Giddey, gonna take that year two leap. Gonna be beautiful to see fourteen, twelve, and nine. His first game. I mean. If he was healthy last year, I I really think he would have he would have won rookie of the year, but just had to throw my thunder in there. I think another team we were talking about LA. The Clippers roster is silly. I spoiler alert before we do our you know futures. I placed a, a good future on them at seven to one. I think on paper they are the best team and it's not close. Terrence Terrence man didn't see the the court. In the preseason, he he scored forty points in the playoffs. I don't know if it was injury related, but they ran like twelve guys and he didn't see the court. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll get
0: into so. it further, but yeah, I, I think if they're healthy come playoff time, uh, I think they are just the like, favorite. It,
1: but it has to be a year where they take that leap.
0: Yeah, I mean the thing is like even if they are healthy, Paul George could still like pull Paul. They're George. they're too
1: deep I... at every at every single position, and their worst position, I would say, I mean, definitively center, and Zubac is still like a, a solid center, I think, for that team.
0: Yeah, I, def- yeah, I definitely hear what you're saying, but if either Kawhi's hurt or Paul oh, yeah. plays, like, oh, it's, game, it's a playoff yeah, it's, it's not, and that has happened every single year. had a
1: whole year off, those, so...
0: Yeah, they, they, they would be my pick out of the West. And yeah. Actually, I don't know. I might be the Warriors, but we uh, could talk
1: about. We could talk about. Yeah, we'll, we'll get for a little tease. A little tease. A little tease. tease, little tease, little tease.
0: Right, are, are, are we getting into uh, anything else? Or are we going into going into the Yankee talk? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm good.
2: I don't want to spoil too much. I think we'll have a big, hopefully, in person special for our preseason.
1: Can we, can we talk real quick ago. about uh, just real quick before we wrap up? Mike, two and two. Can I get a Jets prediction going into Sunday?
0: I I think we lose. I I don't do like, think the scores. I think we lose twenty four to thirteen. I still yeah. think I still think Teddy Bridgewater is like an upper tier backup. Don't get me wrong; yeah. it's not as good as Tua, Tua but like it's not like Tua is a top ten quarterback. So I think that offense, our, our secondary is like not ready. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, I if we, if I, we... I
1: don't know. Obviously, Hill and Waddle is a really tough matchup, but I mean Sauce and DJ Reed have played like out of their minds.
0: I I get what you're saying, but really, like, I'm trying to think. What, what receivers have we played, really?
1: Oh, well, week one, Bateman had that, like, pretty crazy catch for, you know, like 60 yards, but Mark Andrews didn't do much. Yeah. Sauce was kind of shadowing him. Right, Sauce is legit. I think it's going to be 24-21 Jets.
0: I like the optimism. Uh, I'm I, a little lower.
1: It's actually the one thing I love every Sunday is just um, maybe the most, like, down Chets person. And then Mike in, in our chat is just like, no, nah, come it, on, it. we got it. We got yeah, it. Yeah, that,
0: that, that's the thing. I, I predict them to lose, like, every game. Send, like, nothing to lose it. going into the game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's only positive from there. Play with house money. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I don't think this is a must win or anything by even the Jets. meet if, if they be keep a it really close, good win. Yeah, if they, oh yeah, if they win this, but it is it's like not even if they win this, not saying like they're frauds, but they have beaten the Browns with Jacoby Brissett and Dolphins. Like I, I'm I'm not ready. I'm not got, ready. Yeah, yeah, but
1: like those are the games you gotta win. Uh, yeah, I hear you are saying, but those are like we haven't beat those kind of teams, and like we always lose. Like when Pickett came in, I was like, okay, we're, yeah. we lost.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, those are the games that we lose. Like the backup,
1: the backup rookie comes in and he he looks like Damon. So yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm very much looking forward to. It. As long as they're competitive, I I can't have like a blowout like the Ravens. As long as they're competitive, as long as they put up a good fight, I'm happy.
1: Yeah, uh, and Ben, you're gonna put Yankees talk after this. Yes, I will. Uh, so yeah, just shout out Aaron Judge, 62 home runs. Unbelievable season. Well, we we talk about that in our Yankees talk. Shout out, Brian, Shafana.
2: Yeah, so I want to preface this. So we are filming this on late on October 5th, Um, but we're going to com- combine this, you know, a little 30, 35 minute segment here with another 30 minute segment Um, that we filmed probably six weeks ago, around a month and a half ago.
1: Month, yeah.
2: Month, maybe. I don't know, but but we, it was back with our uh, two-parter with our buddy, Brian Schifano, who came on, talked to Giants and Yankees, um, but we decided to save the Yankees clip because he had some bold takes on Aaron Judge, um, so we want to throw that in right before the playoffs and, and kind of as Judge, just is breaking records here, so we thought it'd be a good time to release that. Yeah, they
1: play the uh, winner of the Tampa Bay Rays versus the Cleveland Guardians. Guardians uh tuesday <laughs> is the first game of the ALDS, so we'll see i mean it, it's shut, it's put up or shut up for the yankees right now so that means be nothing lesson. if they lose I, that <laughs> was a really that was a really fun episode with brian so i'm glad it's, it's getting put out mm-hmm.
2: yes, uh, yes sir all
1: right, all right well so i think you that's boys got it. anything else
2: nah right. i'm ready to go
1: cool drop a five star like subscribe comment uh Tell us what you want to see on our Instagram coming up in this NBA season. We're going to try to do our best to provide some good content. As always, have a good night. Take Alrighty.
0: care. All Adios.